Welcome to the Fairview Church Podcast. At Fairview Church, we are dedicated to reaching our neighbors with the true freedom found in full surrender to Christ. To find out more about our church, including service times, location, and current sermon series, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org. Church family, it's good to see you. Those that are maybe visiting with us, my name is John Spolino. I'm one of the pastors here at Fairview Church. And today, uh, Pastor Devin and I are going to be doing what we call a Fairview checkup. Okay, so periodically during this season, as we look to add another pastor uh, to our staff, we wanted to take some time to be able to uh, just give you updates about our church, celebrate things as the body of Christ, continue to encourage the unity of the body. Um, and if there's ever anything that we need to do a, a, to address, uh, we would do that in this kind of moment. Now, luckily for you, there's nothing like that today. It's all fun stuff. So praise Jesus for a good celebration today. Um, but we are going to be doing this throughout this season just to be fully transparent with you as our church body, but also to encourage us together in this season. I think it's really important for us to do that as a body of Christ. And so with that, I'll turn it over to Devin for the first portion. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm just honored to be able to bring this report. We're going to talk about kind of where we are financially and where we're headed. And before we get into that, I just wanted to offer a couple of words of just reminders and clarifications of how things operate here financially at Fairview Church. And so to start with, we have our Fairview Fund, and that is the repository where all of the tithes for Fairview Church members give to. And it's the Fairview Fund that is then used to to pay for our operations as a church and all the ministries that we support here within church, Fairview Church. And so we have the Fairview Fund designated for that. And then we also, we've kind of relaunched this other fund. It's called the Beyond Fund. The Beyond Fund is exactly that. It's anybody who wants to give beyond their tithe to, to efforts beyond the walls of Fairview Church. Now, for the past few years, we've had the Give for Good Fund. Some of you may remember that from a few years back. Pastor Micah Fries actually introduced that to us. And what it's used for, it's kind of a way for us, as we approach these large designated offerings we have throughout the year, to do so in a way that we can spread it out over the course of the year. So every spring, every Easter, we have our Annie Armstrong Easter offering. And that is an offering we give to the North American Mission Board. And that's used for church planting, for disaster relief, things happening within the North American continent through the, um, the Southern Baptist Convention arm of the North American Mission Board. That's a lot of acronyms, forgive me. But that's the, that's the world we live in. And then, um, so the first four years, excuse me, the first four months of funds given to the Beyond Fund is sent on to the Annie Armstrong Mission Offering. The middle four months, we actually keep locally, and our missions team, headed by Pastor John, determines where that need is greatest and distributes those funds accordingly. And then the, the final four months' worth of giving to the, the Beyond Fund is given to our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. That's for international mission support through the International Mission Board. You'll hear about that in the coming weeks as we approach our Christmas season. But yes, that's how all of the Beyond Fund is used and allocated. So our tithe, which is the, the call uh, for, for church members to to give in obedience 10% of their household income that goes into the Fairview Fund for church operations. 
the offering, anything above and beyond that tithe, we'd encourage people to give to the Beyond Fund for things beyond Fairview Church. Hopefully that makes sense. So just a reminder coming out of that of just the mission that we have here at Fairview. Of course, every church, every New Testament church is called to carry out the Great Commission, which we recite at the end of all of our worship services as a reminder. Our contextualized version of that, our mission statement, is reaching our neighbors with the true freedom found in full surrender to Christ. And the Fairview Fund that we just talked about, the tithes of Fairview Church, go along to support carrying out Fairview's mission, reaching our neighbors with the true freedom. And then specifically, on the back table in the back is our 2024 budget proposal. And a portion of that is the Fairview Fund, how that is specifically allocated for 2024. I'd like to encourage everybody to grab a copy of that on your way out, to be prayerful of that. We'll be voting on that at the close of both services next Sunday. So I want to encourage you to vote in favor of that. And also, as you're voting in favor, consider contributing to that as well as we work very difficult, or sorry, as we work very hard to accomplish the mission that Christ has put each of us on. So, Following that, just some large numbers for the 2024 proposed budget. The 2023 budget total, this is both the Fairview Fund and the Beyond Fund, was $1,244,000. Our estimated total receipts for 2023 is $1,247,000, so maybe just above what we had budgeted for. The proposed 2024 budget is now $1,288,000. Again, that's both the Fairview Fund and the Beyond Fund together. Details for that, again, are in the budget. Myself, anyone in the finance team are more than well, more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. We did have a budget Q&A this past Wednesday. We're grateful for everybody able to come to that, but they're not limited. Questions aren't limited to that time. Feel free to ask questions at any point. We want to be always forthright and open about the church finances. So with that in mind, I wanted to also just give you a picture of where we stand today. As of October 31, 2023, our budgeted need, this is just for the Fairview Fund now that we're talking about, the operations for the church and the ministries here at Fairview. The budgeted need for the Fairview Fund as of October 31 was just over a million dollars. Now, the actual giving to the Fairview Fund was at 987000 so a bit below the budgeted need. However, you'll see our expenses are even below that at $953,000 grateful to say we are spending less than is being brought in, and so we have a surplus of around $33,000. That is a testament, of course, to God's faithfulness, but also to your faithfulness to continue to give even in this time. So thank you, and we can encourage you to continue to do so. Um, I also wanted to kind of give you an update on a couple other things, our cash balances. Um, This is important so you just know what we have in the bank. Uh, The Fairview Fund current balance is $129,000. Our various other designated funds are $181,000. But in addition to that, we have a bank certificate of deposit that we've put in with Pinnacle Bank, our bank, at a 4.5% interest rate, excuse me. We've put in there $300,000 of extra money that we had. The finance team decided to do that this past calendar year because we had a surplus We wanted to do something with that rather than it just sit there. I include it in our cash balance because it is still rather liquid. We could get to it if we needed to. 
So our total cash on hand is $611,000. Again, that's God's faithfulness and goodness. That's your faithfulness. So thank you again that we get to sit in this chair and present such a favorable circumstance that we're in right now. Finally, our debt. Uh, Unfortunately, we do still have debt on this building and this land. And we want to prayerfully consider as we make headway against that. The current balance is just under $3.7 million. Interest rate is 4.05%. That monthly payment is just under $24,000. And we're in about the third year of a 15-year amortization. Um, Commercial uh, mortgages work differently than your home mortgages do. So those have to be renegotiated every five years. You'll hear about that in about 2026 when we have to do that again. But just continue to pray for us as we look at this. We want this to go away a lot faster than that. uh, But there are realities at play that will dictate whether or not we can do that. So continue to give, continue to pray, continue to support. Thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness. And thank you for your trust in us. And we hope that our forthrightness in this is uh, bring some comfort to you. And again, any questions you might have, feel free to come to me or any members of the finance team. Thank you, Devin. Devin and the finance team have done an incredible job leading us financially as a church. And we are grateful that we get to be in this position. Uh, before we kind of con- uh, before we continue, I just want to say thank you to also our staff who has, you know, throughout this season, practiced good stewardship with their finances because it allowed us to be in the position that we are in as well. Um, if you guys want to, turn to Colossians chapter three. We're gonna get into the Bible, okay? Because uh, it would not be church right? If we didn't open up the Bible, the scriptures, right? So Colossians chapter three, I want us to talk about some other areas of celebration uh, as good as finances are. And even the attendance, those are good things too, right? And so we are very fortunate at Fairview that we have on an average four visiting families per week visit our church. Tonight, we get to celebrate with uh, eight new families that are coming to our welcome party to learn more about our church. So that's amazing. And so we are consistently seeing new folks coming to our church, which is awesome. But at the end of the day, finances and attendance are good things to measure success by um, or to measure where we're at as a church, but they're not the main things and they are at the very bottom. I want to talk about the main celebrations that we need to give to the Lord um, and we need to celebrate with him. And it's going to jump off uh, in our text this morning. All right. So Colossians chapter three, verse one. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Let's stop right there. The first thing I want us to look at is kingdom Perspective, Okay, kingdom perspective. Keeping the main things, the main things. Again, attendance numbers, finances, those are all really good things, right? We should never, those are celebrations that we should have as a church. But I want us to make sure we keep the main things, the main things here at Fairview Church. And so I wanna give a little bit of a story. So this was all, gosh, this was almost two decades ago. You know you're getting old when you have to start using decades as markers in your life story, okay? So about two decades ago, um, I went on a camping trip with a buddy of mine and we were hiking and it was a two to three day hike and we were going and we are supposed to be looking at the trail markers. Normally our trail had blue markers on the trees and you're supposed to follow the blue markers from tree to tree. And we started hiking for about five hours and then we realized that neither of us were looking up while we were talking to see if we were still on the trail and we were lost. 
There was no blue markers, no red markers. There was no tree with any sort of marker at all. We were completely lost. Why? Because we decided to stop looking up at the markers and we got distracted. We did our own thing. We were having fun, right? We were just doing whatever, but we found ourselves lost and in a place where we needed to really figure out how to get back to where we were supposed to be. Now here as a church, this is why it's pivotal for us. In this season, in any transition or any type of search, right? We need to make sure that we are keeping the main things the main things. We need to keep making sure that we are looking up at the things that matter to the Lord as the signifiers of successful ministry, that we are on the right path as God has defined us as. So I wanna give you some really wonderful, wonderful celebration points for what I really believe is keeping the main things the main things and keeping our eyes on Christ. The first is this. In 2022, we baptized 11 people, but this year, by the end of this year, we will have baptized 32 people who have followed Jesus. That is unbelievable, folks. That is amazing. 32. Our students this year have served either locally or nationally over a thousand hours worth, which is unbelievable. We've had uh, 22 uh, students or kids go through our starting point class. So those are kids who are interested in either becoming baptized or they're interested in giving their faith to Christ. And so we get to see them come in to this, uh, this class, learn about faith. And then we get to see many of them give their life to Jesus and then get baptized, which is beautiful. We, so far uh, this semester, we've had 723 verses memorized. Our family ministry had collected 140 cans for our food pantry. They collected 240 items for our Compassionate Hands ministry that we partner with here in Lebanon. Uh, Our VBS raised enough funds to sponsor uh, African Child and School Initiative Program through Owana, and they were able to raise support for eight schools during VBS. Our Celebrate Recovery program that uh, Tony, uh, Tony and Avis kind of lead out in, uh, we see an average of about 30 people that are involved in that ministry who are finding healing from their hurts, habits, and hangups. And in each week, they're seeing more and more people attend that ministry. We've been able to launch a successful uh, small group and multiply small groups at the 1045 hour. Now, what God has really done in the midst of our church is really unique, especially when you are without a, a main leader pastor, okay? I mean, God has been so good to us. And so I just wanna take a moment just to recognize that the things that matter in God's eyes from his kingdom and his kingdom perspective are the things that are flourishing here at Fairview. And we can be so grateful for that. And so I just want us to make sure that we keep our mind and our eyes on that. And then also I wanna recognize this, that there's many of you that are sitting in this room that if I were to ask, what are you anxious about or what are you stressed out about? And you have one or two things that immediately come to your mind. I think all of us live in a day and age where we're feeling that pressure. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to take a moment, look at this and look at how the author describes putting your minds on the things above. He says this, he says, set your minds on the things above where Christ is seating at the right hand of God. Now, I don't have time to go through all 21 verses that talk about Jesus being at the right hand of God, but I wanna give you three that I hope will be helpful for, to, for you. If you're feeling stressed about anything in your life, in this church, whatever it might be, I wanna give you some encouragement. The first is from Mark chapter 16, verse 19. This is as Jesus is ascending into heaven. Mark tells us this. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Now, you know that if you have an understanding 
understanding of the Old Testament. This is a place of power, prestige. But the point that Mark is trying to make us is this, that this is Jesus's rightful place. Guess who's not supposed to sit at the right hand of God? You or me. Jesus is in control. He is there sitting in his rightful place. The second thing I want us to consider is Ephesians chapter one, verse 20. It says this, he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand uh, in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, mights, and dominions, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Jesus, as he sits at the right hand of God, also has every single authority underneath his command. The third is Hebrews chapter one. It says, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact, exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This passage tells us two specific things. One, Jesus, the son of God, is the exact glory and expression of who the father is, and he sustains all things. So there's creation language here that he is sustaining everything that was created. But not only that, that he made perfection, right? He was made a purification for our sins. He is the reason why we get to sit here right before God. And if he has done that, if he's done that, if he is sitting in his rightful place, if he has all authority, if he has taken away our sin and it's the purification for our sins, if he has done that, what earthly circumstance can there be that can cause us any anxiety? And so what I want us to just look at this, when we have kingdom perspective, we are gonna feel the tension. We're gonna feel anxiety. We're gonna feel all these things. In this search process as a church, there are gonna be a moments where we're like, hey, where's this going in the search process? What's happening here? We may have candidates that come in that don't work out. I don't know what the situation's gonna be, but I guarantee you there may be moments where you're gonna feel stressed or anxious. And I want to encourage you that Jesus is sitting in his rightful place. He's in charge. He's our great priest and our great shepherd. And what we can do is say, Lord, you are in control of all authorities. You saved us from our sin. So we give this all to you and allow you to handle this process. Right? And so this is where as a church, I think we need to formulate our mindset and say, we are gonna be about a kingdom perspective here and we're gonna allow the Lord to be our guide through this particular season that we find ourselves in. Yeah, that's good. And, and that requires um, us to, to be transformed. So we're talking about kingdom transformation. And I'm gonna pick up in verse five and it says, therefore put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who was renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. The command here to put to death these earthly vices, it's not merely an end to certain actions and not simply just what we do, but it's this fundamental shift 
in our minds and in our thoughts and our aspirations. It's a call for us to seek and to ponder the things above, things of heaven, allowing these pursuits to guide our lives. And then this resulting transformation, it's not merely surface level. It's a change, a complete overhaul. It's an akin to shedding old garments and adorning a new self that, that continually reflects the divine image of Christ. And so this change, it's both personal to the individual, but it's also going to be communal. It's transforming not just us individually, but the entire body of Christ. Fairview Church ought to look different as a result of this. And one of the most compelling aspects of this passage is that idea of unity. There's this eradication of of societal divisions in the body of Christ, and it accentuates the profound unity that we find in Christ. And this unifies, signifies not only the dissolving of those barriers, but the supremacy of Christ and his dwelling within each of us. And so lastly, in this portion that I have here, we're, we're urged to clothe ourselves in virtues that resonate with God's people, virtues that stand in stark contrast to those earlier vices that we talk, that were listed at the top. These virtues, they mirror the qualities associated with, with the people of Israel, with Jesus himself, and now with the local church, making us chosen, holy, and dearly beloved. So this passage, it underscores this transformative power of aligning ourselves with these virtues that exemplify God's chosen people. It's a call to move away from those old ways, to embrace a new Christ-centered life, a life that's characterized by unity, by renewal, and by virtues befitting those who are walking in light of God. And when this passage talks about this old man and this new man that Devin's talking about, this transformation, right? You have your old self and now there's this new self. He's gonna show us exactly in this text what that looks like. So in verse 12, he says, therefore. So he says, you had your old self. You're looking at the things of God. You're holding him supreme, him in charge. You're following him. You're gonna be transformed. Now this is the evidence or the things that it looks like in your life. And he says this, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. Let's just stop there for a second. I love this because one of my favorite words in Greek, but this word that's used for tender mercy literally means bowels of mercy. It's a true story, bowels. Okay, so let's go through a little thought experiment before, right? So all of us probably have experienced at some point our bowels hurting, okay? And what happens when there's a stirring in your bowels? You gotta go, okay? You can't stop. You gotta find something and you gotta go. You are urged to go. This is the point of this passage. You should have so much compassion and mercy for something that it stirs up your inside, This is the same word that Jesus uses in the book of Matthew when he says, Jesus looked out at the crowd who was like a sheep without a shepherd and he has compassion on them. And what does Jesus do? He's so stirred up in that moment with compassion and mercy for these people, it led him to go to a cross to die for our sins, to become our great shepherd. And so when we look at this passage, Jesus 
And his example for us is what the writer is talking about. He's saying, just like Jesus having that compassion for other people, led him to the cross, led him to self-sacrifice, led him to the love other people so well, you are to put that on too. Fairview Church should be a place that is marked by the characteristic of tender mercies. Or let me put it this way. We are to be people who are driven by our core to meet the needs of other people, to show them the love of Christ. It tells us we're to be kind with kindness, humility, meekness. That word meekness means when you have the power to do something, but choosing not to do it. So when you have the power to retaliate, when you have the power to gossip, when you have the power to do any of these things, it is using restraint and stopping yourself from doing it. Meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. And I love this because he tells us exactly why we're supposed to do this and the extent, which is really difficult to do sometimes. He tells us, we're sure, forgive one another. How? Well, if anyone has a complaint against you, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do. So think about that. We are to be the most radically forgiving people on this planet. Then he tells us, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Well, how do we do that? How do we let his word dwell in us so that we're motivated to meet the needs of those around us, to love those that are around us, to have this type of faith where we're putting off the old self and we're putting on the new self? Well, he tells us this. To dwell in Christ richly means to dwell in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another. It's about being in the Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It's about being together as a body and singing praises to God. It's about singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. In verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So here's my encouragement for Fairview Church. As we're in this season, as we continue to be, as we're in the search process and all these different things, here is my admonishment to us as a body of Christ. Let this be a season of thankful words and actions here at our church, where everything we say is done out of gratitude and thanksgiving. When we practice self-control, when we want to be harsh, right? Practicing self-control when we have our own needs and our own wants and our own desires and saying, no, we are trying to serve God, our great uh, redeemer. We're supposed to be for his kingdom and we are pursuing those ends, not our own. Allowing our actions to be motivated by tender kindness, by mercy, by compassion, by love. And I really believe that as we continue to practice this type of faith here at Fairview Church, we're gonna continue to see the fruit that we've been able to see. God is doing amazing things here, things that count. We're seeing people give their life to Jesus. We're seeing lives change through Celebrate Recovery. We're seeing all these amazing aspects of discipleship happening here at Fairview Church. It's unbelievable. It is amazing to experience this in this season. And I want it to continue. And I really believe that's God's call on each and every one of our lives here at Fairview. If you call this your home, 
your church, your, uh, the body that you've elected to be a part of, then you are here to be in this season with us, to contribute, to love, to build up, to encourage. And when we do that, I really believe we're gonna see the continuing of the harvest that God has for us continue to grow, grow, and grow. Yeah, that's great. And we're, we're gonna just spend some time in just a moment responding. So I'm gonna invite the band to go ahead and come up and start getting into place. Uh, but I just wanna say, hey, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we, we want you to feel welcome. This is kind of a different sort of Sunday to take part in. But hey, if nothing else, you like really get a good idea of what you're getting into. And so we're glad that you're here. Uh, we're glad that we've been able to share these things with you and we've been able to share our hearts. And I also just wanna recognize that the spirit of God is moving in this place and he may be dealing with you in a certain way. And so in just a moment, we're gonna sing, uh, we're gonna pray and you're gonna have opportunity to either come forward for prayer or to go to the prayer room. Um, maybe you, you feel convicted in some way. Uh, maybe you'd like to give, but you don't know how you're gonna make that work in your current financial reality and you need guidance. Maybe you wanna join Fairview Church or maybe you wanna give your life to Jesus. Now's the time to do that. So I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna invite everybody to stand as we go into this time of response and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of your word and the opportunity to dive deeply within to it. And we thank you that you have been here amongst us and have been faithful to guide us. Pray for the hearts of those who are here, that we'd be responsive to any way that you're calling us to respond today. And as we worship you, we pray that you'd be honored with our worship because you alone are worthy of all praise. We thank you again, most of all for Jesus. It's in his precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Fairview Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org.